You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hi, it's Paul Lang back with you again from Discipline Trading Strategies with another episode in what really matters in trading and investing. I think I mentioned last week that I was going to touch on this as a good follow-up topic. This is human biases in trading, and this is really a big deal. Like the episode description starts off, without a question, the biggest disadvantage we have as traders is being human. It's also our biggest advantage because we know a purely objective system doesn't work, as we talked about earlier. We need to have a little bit of human subjectivity. Unfortunately, for many people who are not trained properly, their emotions, their biases take over almost completely. I want to talk about some of these biases, and perhaps you will come to recognize them as I describe them. In my mind, and I want to remind you, I sometimes get a unique perspective because I've dealt with and worked with so many traders. In my mind, perhaps the biggest one is called a confirmation bias. And this is a term you've probably heard. It applies to virtually everything in life, even outside of trading. And what it simply means is that once you have a perception of something, once you believe something, whether it's founded or not founded, you will continue to believe in that stronger and stronger because you will only listen to those things that confirm what you believe, and you will come up with a reason to discard the things that do not confirm what it is that you believe. It's not my topic, but just an example of probably today the most extreme version of that, just so you understand what it is if you don't, is perhaps in politics today. People have a very strong political view today, and then they listen to the stations and read the articles from the side that they believe to be correct, and they continue to get reaffirmed that they are correct, and they never listen to the other side. It's true on both sides. That's an excellent example of confirmation bias. Well, it happens in trading too. You may have certain beliefs that you just simply feel are true, and they may not be proven statistically or proven in any other way. I have a good one for you right now, one that you can test yourself with, and that is, what is your feeling about how the market reacts to raising interest rates. Think about it a second. I'm talking about when the Fed raises rates. Historically, how does the market handle that? When I ask this question, I've never seen anything so close as a 100% response that the market abhors interest rate hikes. It's easy to get that bias. We were all taught that in school. I don't know what class it was, but something in microeconomics or macroeconomics. We were taught that raising interest rates attracts money to the bond market therefore taking it away from the stock market. We're taught that high interest rates makes it difficult for companies to borrow money, it makes it less profitable, it's inflationary, so people don't want to buy stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of those facts are there. And you've had the news ever since I've been involved in the market telling you every single time the Fed meets, oh no, please don't raise rates, that's going to kill the market. Would it surprise you to know that actually the market rallies more on Fed rate hikes than it does fall by far, by a lot. I included a chart in the slide notes so you can take a look at that. You can Google it yourself. Just simply ask Google to bring up a comparison between the S&P 500 and Fed rate hikes and you will see this chart. I've been pointing this out for years because in the late 90s, that was one of the highest rate hike times we've had up to that point in history. And yet it was also happening at the same time, we had the most bullish market we've had in many decades. But yet people still continue to propound, oh no, please don't raise rates. 
I understand why it theoretically should be that way, but the fact of it is it just doesn't work that way. If you were to be shorting the market every time there were rate hikes, you would have lost your butt. That's the bottom line. So we have this perception, this preconceived bias that something has to work. And it's amazing how many people continue to hold on to that bias, despite the fact that statistically it simply is 100% not true. Now, it's hard for you to believe that today because we are in the midst of a falling market while we're raising interest rates. However, believe it or not, that relationship is more correlation than it is causation because all the times before we've raised rates, it hasn't happened. The market is ready to fall. I already had my traders short and ready to be short the market before interest rate hikes started. So you can see it's not really the causational fact from interest rates. If you're listening to this and you're having a hard time believe it, I encourage you to do your own research. Look it up. It's very simple to look at and look at the chart I have down there. Interest rate hikes typically go along with a rising stock market, period. I thought that was a good way to start this one because I've never seen a false notion be so widely embraced by everybody. Take the confirmation bias of just your view of the market. There are people that are perma bulls and there are people that are perma bears. Let's say you're a perma bear. Every market rally, you're going to be looking for those articles that state why the market cannot go higher. There's a saying out there that during every incredible bull rally, that the bears have the best argument, the bears have all the facts, the bears just don't have any money because they're broke. That's often the case. If you want to be bearish, you can find every reason in the world to be bearish, and you can look up all those articles you want, and you will find them, and it will confirm your view. The only problem is your view is incorrect. This is a good time to point out what the answer to all this is going to be. The answer to this is knowledge, training, and understanding of technical analysis. When you're looking at charts, there is no debate about it, what is right or what is wrong. We follow charts, and regardless of what you think, the reasons are that the market should drop. In a bull market, we follow the charts, we follow price action, even to insane levels. So many times I felt the market was insane to be as high as it was over my career, but yet I continue to play bullishly because prices are going higher. That's all there is to it. Naturally, the same could be said in reverse. There are people that are perma bulls and they will continue to look for reasons to be bullish even when the market is clearly entering a bearish phase. When people have money in the market and they're staying long and they're starting to lose money, what they do is they don't actually go to research what to do. What they actually do is go to research why they are correct in holding on to their stocks because they want to hold on to them, because they've already held on to them, and because they're already down an uncomfortable amount of money. The more I talk about this topic, the more I have to emphasize what a big deal this is for so many people. Let's get more specific and talk perhaps about individual traders who have maybe tried trading in the past, or maybe you're currently trying to trade right now, or maybe you're a seasoned trader and you can remember and relate back to this. A lot of traders I meet have a terrible dilemma with certain issues in the market, and it usually is because they had a very bad experience before. Take a couple simple examples. One of the most misunderstood trades in the market is the simple breakout concept. It's widely used by people because it appears to be so simple, yet the way most people do open quote breakouts, end quote, is completely wrong and they fail and that's why they feel technical analysis doesn't work. But traders who tried breakouts incorrectly and failed at them, when they do get training, they have a tremendous fear of trying them again because those old memories subconsciously are haunting them. They know that it's not going to work. Something I run across, another example, something I run across a lot 
is when I see traders that are just so incredibly anxious to get out of the trade, even before their stop hits, the second their stop hits, whatever it is, they're afraid of any kind of loss because sometime in the past, they held something or they held a lot of stuff to their detriment, took a tremendous loss, and now they have that fear engraved in them. And that can be one of the worst things that you have. We need to manage trades properly, not out of fear. And people who constantly get out of trades at the second there's any sign of any kind of problem are never going to make money. This is one of the most common ones that I see, and it comes from traders who had a very bad experience in the past. They develop a bias that they simply cannot hang on to any kind of losing trade for any period of time. Now, understand, I'm not encouraging you to hang on to a losing trade beyond where you should. But normal trades sometimes get a little positive, get a little negative. We don't overreact to them because nothing goes in a straight line north or a straight line south. Here's another bias that people have, and it actually relates to the emotion that really drives the stock market. I'm sure you've heard that fear and greed are what drive the market prices. That's absolutely true. The main dominant one is fear, and it's the specific fear of being a loser. And unfortunately, many new traders have this idea that a good trader should never lose on a single trade. And they develop this complex that anytime they have a losing trade, they feel like a loser. Again, that's an emotional bias that simply is not true. Good traders have a mixture of winners and losers, and it's all about how you handle the winners and how you handle the losers. I don't, and I don't know any good trader that attempts to make a 100% winning trade, naturally we would like to, but the truth of it is that you take a certain amount of aggressiveness on every trade, and some of them are less likely to win but if they do win, maybe a really nice winner. So we go after those anyhow. Bottom line, a successful trader is not a loser because of one losing trade. As a matter of fact, a losing trade is an integral part of a winning trading plan. Very close concept to that is a bias that somebody at one point was trained that you should never let a winning trade become a losing trade. I don't know who made up that saying, or at least maybe they made it up with different wording. I can understand once you have a trade that hits your target goal that you don't want to turn that into a losing trade. That would be silly, of course, because you hit your goal. But to say that any trade that is profitable cannot go unprofitable is ridiculous. And yet many people feel that that is the correct way to trade and that bias sticks with them. It becomes ingrained. And it's impossible to do that because theoretically that would mean if you got in a position, once it was up two pennies, you'd have to put your stop loss to break even and you would never make money doing that. So in theory, that is completely absurd to think that, yet that is ingrained in many traders' brains and they have a hard time getting away from that. Maybe some of these you're relating to right now, maybe some of these describe you. It's very likely that any trader is going to feel some of the things I'm saying, even a successful trader is probably going to have to deal with some of these or has dealt with some of these. And a newer trader may be overwhelmed by many of these and has not learned how to overcome some of these biases. Here's another one for you, and this is another very common one. And this is simply only remembering what works. I'll give you a great example that I run across all the time. Traders, both students and sometimes non-students, will send me trades or a series of trades, seeing if I can offer any tips for improvement. What is funny sometimes is that I will see that they consistently lose doing one certain strategy or one certain concept, whatever you want to call it. And when I bring this to their attention, or sometimes I will be able to see if they've done a good job tracking, I can see that this particular trade never works for them. And yet when I ask them why they're continuing to do this trade, they'll say, oh, it's a very successful trade for me. 
And it's amazing because right there, they can see that they've lost four of the last five or whatever. And the records maybe indicate that this is a non-winning strategy for them, yet they continue to do it. And when I ask, why do you think it's a winning strategy? They'll say, oh, I remember I traded XYZ back a couple of weeks ago and boy, they made a lot of money for me. Okay, you had one winning trade and since then you've had nine losers. So people get this bias that they have this great feeling from this winning trade and they want to replicate it and yet they can't. And they don't come to the realization that that was just one trade and since then it's been a negative situation for them. I'll give you another example that I run across fairly frequently and it's an amazing thing because it's something that is good for the trader at the time, but long-term can be very bad for them. Sometimes I run across traders that got lucky. In other words, they went chasing some little penny stock or they got a tip on something and they piled up the share size and they just got lucky and the thing took off or had a huge run. And I actually know a couple of people that retired from what I would consider to be somewhat of a lucky trade. I don't want to call it lucky. Maybe they kind of knew what they were doing, but however they did it, they made a lot of money in one trade. And now the problem is that is a one in a million type of trade. In other words, it's not something that's reproducible. It is just luck sometimes. You happen to get into some stock and all of a sudden a company buys it. And instead of being at 52 cents, it goes to $22 and you had all these shares. Congratulations. But here's the thing. It's just luck. And I know so many traders that take that money and then end up giving it back over the next years because they're trying to find that next great trade. It's kind of like somebody who wins the lottery and wins a million dollars and then spends $1,000 every day for the next two years trying to win another million and they give it all back. It's kind of the same thing. Again, it's that bias that I had that great trade and I want to duplicate that. It was so easy, it was so simple, but yet it's a one in a million. So you're not going to duplicate it. Let me close out this Human Biases podcast by coming back to one that I mentioned earlier talking about a preconceived market bias. I talk about it, some people have it in both directions, but the truth of it is the vast majority of people have a preconceived bullish bias. In general, that's not a terrible thing because the market is, of course, up more than it's down price-wise. It's also up more than it's down time-wise. But if you would have decided to park your money in the market at the right time in the late 90s, it would have taken you 17 years to get that money back. So that's not okay. We have to understand how the market works and the fact that the market is never always going to be always up. The pullbacks, the crashes, the corrections, whatever people like to call them, can be extreme. In the early 2000s, the NASDAQ went from 5,000 down to about 1,500. That's a big drop. And if you're in the wrong stocks, the drop was a lot more than that as well, and many went bankrupt. So the bias here that's the problem is to always have a bullish bias. And it's not hard to understand why everyone has a bullish bias. Number one, I probably mentioned in other podcasts, the financial talk shows are always going to leave you with a bullish bias. They have to, they're required to, because they are individual companies that have to make money and they make money by having viewership and nobody's going to tune in and listen to them when most of the world has their money in the market, in IRAs, and they don't want to hear about the market dropping. It's not going to be popular. So they'll have guests on with competing views and then they'll always leave you with that bullish bias. They always talk about any drop in the market as being a correction, a pullback. They'll always have guests on. What are you buying now? They never, ever discuss a bear market, so to speak, until after the fact, until the market has dropped so much 
that they can no longer tout it as being something bullish. And then they say, oh, how did this happen? This is just a once in a rare event thing. Nobody could have predicted this. But besides listening to the news, just think about how we all act and talk. If people are standing around the water cooler and they're talking about their portfolio, nobody asks, are you long or short Intel? It's presumed everybody's long. If grandpa comes home with some stocks for Bobby or some, some shares in a, a county open, nobody asks if the shares of stock are long or short shares. Everybody assumes as an investment, everything is long all the time. Everything is bullish. While over the long haul, that's correct. From any investment or trading point of view, we have to keep our mind open to what's going on. And many people simply cannot see, cannot understand the short side. The fact that stocks drop tremendously sometimes when they drop, people don't see it. I have actually done tests with people. Matter of fact, there's one posted on my website where I will show people a stock that is a setup. And the most common one people recognize as novice traders is a really nice breakout play. So I show them a chart that's a breakout of a stock. And I don't show them how it worked. I just ask them to rate the quality of that setup. And it's a breakout to the upside of bullish setup. And they usually give it very high marks. What I can do is I take that same exact stock and I can flip it around on the chart and change the colors of the bars. In other words, invert it so that it's the exact same setup, except it is a short setup, a breakdown. And of course, I don't do a back-to-back because -back they may, may recognize the charts. But after going through a series of questions, I'll show them early on the bullish setup and then later I'll show them the bearish one. And the bearish one gets medium to low marks. In other words, they don't think the quality of that setup is as good. And yet it's the exact same chart, just simply pointing the other way. The only thing different is they don't like anything falling. This is a tremendously bad bias to have as a trader. So like every podcast I do, if it's a podcast that identifies problems people run into, I try and offer you the solutions. I already mentioned it earlier when I was discussing one of these topics. The solution is to be as objective as you can, and we get objectivity by understanding how to read charts. Charts are what keep us on the straight and narrow because charts can eliminate all biases. It doesn't matter what you think about the company's earnings. It doesn't matter what you think about how extended the market is. It doesn't matter what you think about anything. What matters is if there's more buyers and sellers, the price is going higher. If there's more sellers than buyers, prices will be going lower. During what period of time? Well, that's why we look at different charts. They could be heading lower for the day, for the week, or for the next six months. That is why we look at different charts and understand that the coordination of the timeframes of those different charts give us our bias on all the pertinent timeframes we care about. Eliminate biases from your trading, understand if you have them, and get objective. Leave the subjective biases alone or they will only hurt you. Until next week, this is Paul from Discipline Trading Strategies. Good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.